Welcome to the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jew. The 12 tribes of Israel. They get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. From the words of the Most High, straight from the Bible. Join us each week as the prophets break down the basics, Bible mysteries, expose dangerous deceptions, and show you how to come back to your heritage and inherit the kingdom of heaven. These are revelations and insight that you will not get anywhere else. So he that have him here, land here. Because the prophets are about to speak. Israel United in Christ podcast. Shalom Israel and Mosin Christ Bless. You're listening to a new series in the Israel United in Christ podcast. Christianity is the face of paganism and Hellenism. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to download the IUIC app over at IUICapp.com. Once again, that's IUICapp.com. We have the app available for Mac operating systems. So that means if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad, you can download the app. The app is also available for Android. So that means for all your Android devices. So make sure you go over to iuicapp.com and download the app. It's for free. So now let's send this out to headquarters with the bishop and the deacons. We'll continue in the series. Christianity is the face of paganism and Hellenism. Acts 12, verse 1. You mentioned earlier how Herod had killed uh, James, brother of John. We'll read it again from the top one. We're going to read the verse. Uh... Yes, sir. Acts 12 and 1. Yeah. Now about the t- that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Mm-hmm. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Mm-hmm. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Uh-huh, watch this. Then were the days of unleavened bread. During this time was Passover, second place during this time. Go ahead. And when he had apprehended him... He arrested Peter. Go ahead. He put, in him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. Watch this. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Stop. Now, Easter here, I've heard rumors that Easter here translates to the word Passover. Originally, it did, but not in this, not in this chapter here. It did not. Let's go to Zonovan. You know what I want. Dictionary, go look up Easter there. Zonovan Bible Dictionary there. And I want you to go to Bible Study Tools. I sent you the link, Bible Study Tools. Hold that, go to Bible Study Tools, watch this. Because I was told that if we can't deal with the Hebrew, listen, you're going to like this one. We can't deal with the Hebrew, explain Easter. Because Easter, when you go to Hebrew, it translates to Passover. Okay. So we gotta, you got to go into the Hebrew to understand the Bible. In certain times. No, that's not true. Go to the Bible. The Bible, no, go to the link. It says the arrow next to the Bible. It says the Bible is your arrow. No, no, I'm sorry. No, leave it alone. Go to, go to, the, 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 go to version. Yeah, go to translation. Go, you should see, go down to T. You should see Tyndale. Tyndale. Yep, click that. All right, stay there. Read that, please. Um, Zonovan, read that. Easter. Okay, rendered, it says Easter in parentheses, Passover. Stop. Easter, 
rendered Passover. So Easter and Passover, in some contexts, were synonymous. Watch, I'm going to show you what I mean. Go ahead. Rendered Easter in Acts chapter 12, verse 4. Rendered Easter in Acts chapter 12, verse 4. King, James, King James Version. King James Version, go ahead. But, a, but correctly translated Passover in ASV. But correctly translated Passover in the ASV. ASV stands for American Standardized Version Bible. That's the Revised Version Bible. Now, we know about the Revised Version Bibles. You know what they do, don't we? They take things out. Like Jeremiah 14, 2, with American Standardized Version, it ain't going to say black unto the ground there. If you go to black but comely in the standard version, it's not going to say black and comely. It's going to say dark and lovely. Different things. Black and dark, different things. I drive a dark car. What color is the car? Red, green, blue. Drive a black car. It's a black car. A black man, a dark man robbed my house. Well, what was he? A dark man. Well, which one that mean? Which, which one? What is he? A black man around my house. You don't know if I see a black man around my house, you know, it's us. See my point? That's hey, what American standardized version Bibles do. The key thing, Deacon, is why every place it says black, they changed it. Right. If it wasn't a big deal, if we're, if we're making the Bible to say something else, then leave it alone. Right. Okay, same thing with Job 3030. Yep. It says, my skin is black upon me. They change it to my skin turns black or, or my skin grows black. Right. Why change it? What was the purpose of it? That's why we tell y'all we only deal with the King James 1611 Bible. Right. Because as we started to rise up with the understanding of the scriptures, that's when the scholars said, we need to change this. Them niggas is waking up. Yep. Now go to the etymology. Uh, no, go to uh, type in E-S-T-E-R. E-S-T-E-R in there. This is a Tyndale version Bible. William Tyndale was the father of the English Bible. See that? Look what it says. This is Tyndale version. Matthew 26, verse 2. You know that after it, the days go up some more. I can't really see that. Shall be, yeah, this is the words to put different. Shall be Esther, and son of man shall be delivered to be crucified. Go down. They say the white man put Easter there. It's written here dozens of times. And Tyndale was no white man. He said, go into the city unto such a man and say to him, the master saith, my time is at hand. I will keep my Easter at thy house with my disciples. After two days followed Easter and the days of sweet bread. So Easter and Passover were at one point in time with William Tyndale synonymous because during his time, it was Catholic Britain. They observed Christian, they, they acknowledged Passover. They called it interchangeably either Passover or Easter. He knew that. He translated the Old Testament in the year 1526 and I think the New Testament in 1530. The only word you could think of for the New Testament that could, that could fit Passover in, its, in their proper context, because Easter can be translated out of Greek into English. This is start in Greek and Easter in English. Okay, I'll use this word. This word, people understand. If I put Easter here, they'll know I'm referring to Passover because during his time in Britain, Easter and Passover were synonymous. You follow what I'm saying? I got to prove it now. Go to Tyndale, please. William Tyndale, Wikipedia. During his time, Christians of his time acknowledged that Easter and Passover were one and the same. So he put the word Easter there as an English translation for Passover. You follow? That's why in the KJB it says rendered Passover in um, Acts 12 and 4. 
but he was but the uh, stop, Passover there. That's not that right there. Easter and that twelve and four is actual Easter paganism. I'm gonna prove it. Go down. It says William Tyndale was an English. Read it real quick. William Tyndale, sometimes spelled Tyndale. Born 1494 to 1536. Uh-huh. He got to put the death. Was an English scholar who became a leading figure in Protestant reform in the years leading up to his execution. Uh-huh. He is well known for his translation of the Bible into English. Uh, jump down. Jump down. He, with the point. he was in... Um, no, no. Jump down. Jump down. the point. Jump uh-huh. point. Go down to... Right there. Tyndale's translation. Tyndale's translations was the first English Bible to draw directly from Hebrew and Greek texts. He was very fluent, and unlike these uh, Jakes today, black Hebrews today who use concordances and strongs, and Ben Yehuda, he actually spoke these languages fluently. So he was able to directly translate them from Hebrew and Greek texts. Go ahead. The first English one to take advantage of the printing press. So he took advantage. He, the church, Roman Catholic Church that governed Britain, at the time, did not allow you to read your own. You had to teach you. You couldn't learn on your own. You couldn't read it yourself. You had to go to church and have them teach it to you. Like in church today, you sit there. He has the Bible open. He's saying, God is this. And you're sitting there clapping your hands. Well, back then, the same thing. You weren't allowed to have a Bible in your hands. So he said, well, that's not fair. Why can't we read for ourselves? So he translated it out of the Latin or out of the Greek, into, out of the Latin at the time, into English. So everyone can read it. And he, he took advantage of the printing press. That was illegal during that time to do that. Read it. And first of the New English Bibles of the Reformation. It was taken to be a direct challenge to the hegemony of both the Roman Catholic Church and the laws of England, maintaining the church position. So the government of England maintained the church's authority. If you, tra- if you did that, if you translate the Bible out of, into English against the church's orders, you get put to death. The church ruled the state. You understand? The Roman Catholic Church, this is Roman Catholic England. They were against that. Go ahead. In 1530, Tinsel also wrote the practice of Perlades. That's all I want that. Okay. Go down, go down, go down to right there, 1535. In 1535, Tyndale was arrested and jailed in the castle of Villo- Vilvord. Vilford. Or Filford, go ahead. Filford, yes. Outside Bruce Brussels for over a year. Uh-huh. In 1536, he was convicted of heresy and executed by strangulation. He was hung. After which his body was burnt at the stake. Damn. His dying prayer was that the king of England's eyes would be opened. This seemed to find its fulfillment just two years later when Henry VIII, authorization of the great Bible for the Church of England, which was... Largely Tinsdale's own work. Uh-huh. Largely, but it wasn't fully. They corrupted it. Go ahead. Hence, the Tyndale Bible, as it was known, continued to play a key role in spreading Reformation ideas across the English-speaking world and eventually to the British Empire. Next paragraph. In 1611, the 54 scholars who produced the King James Bible uh-huh. drew significantly from Tyndale as well as from the translations that descended from his. Uh-huh. Watch from his. One estimate suggests that the New Testament in the King James Version is 83, 83% Tinsdale's and the Old Testament 76%. They bought a lot from him. Go ahead. It bought. It compared verses in the Bible, compared and revised in your Bibles. Go ahead. His translation of the Bible was the first to be printed in English. They call him the father of the English Bible. That's why they call him that. Go ahead. And became a model for subsequent English Uh translations. In 2002, 
Tyndale was placed at number 26 in the BBC's poll of the 100 greatest Britons. Yes. Now, why am I going through this? Because why is Easter left in Acts 12 and 4? Because when Tyndale translated it, Easter was all over the Bible as another term for Passover. Oh, that's what I want. Give me Passover etymology online. I want that. That's what I wanted. He, the word Passover came from him. He, that's his term. He coined that term. The word Passover was non-existent before him. Passover came from him. Passover. Watch Passover, it. 1530. Coined by Tyndale from mm -hmm. verbal phrase Passover. Uh-huh. To translate Hebrew, Hapasa. The Passa, the Passa. Ha means the Passa. Hapasa, the Passover. Go ahead. Passover. Uh-huh. From Passa, see. Pascal. Pascal is the Greek form. Mm -hmm. In reference to the Lord passing over the houses over the Israelites in Egypt when he killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. When he ready, he said, okay, well, well, sounds good. He said, mm, pass, angel Passover, Passover. I'll use that. And he put Passover in the Old Testament in 1530, and he translated the New Testament in 1526. He was killed in 1535. Go to Easter, type in Easter, go into the glossary, type in Easter. Old English Easter... Dag. Easter day. Easter day. Easter day. It's Dag. Easter day. Go ahead. From Eastra, Northumbrian East Eostri. Eostra. Mm -hmm. Right. From Proto Germanic Austrian, dawn. Like astronomy. Yes. Uh huh. Also the name of a goddess of fertility and spring, perhaps originally of sunrise, whose feast was celebrated at the spring equinox uh -huh. from Ost. Just east toward the sunrise. Compare east from Pyrut Os to shine, especially at, of the Goes dawn. Back to Esther, Ishtar, Astarte, Ashtoreth. It's all the same. Go to the dictionary I gave you, uh, Harper's Dictionary. So Easter refers to a fertility goddess of the spring. But the same, at that same time, Passover was also held. So they were interchangeably observed in Christian Britain, in Catholic Britain. Read that, Christian festival. The Christian festival that celebrates Jesus' resurrection. Uh -huh. The name Easter derives from the Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring. Eostre or Astara. Uh-huh, Astara goes to Ashtoreth. Go ahead. But the Christian festival developed from the Jewish Passover, Hebrew, Pesach, Greek, Pes Pascha. Pascha or Pascha. We read that earlier. Yes. So I want. So Easter is referring to a pagan fertility goddess. But in Catholic Britain, those festivals were interchangeably. Interchangeably. I follow what I'm saying. Interchangeable. Both of them were spring festivals, one acknowledging Passover, one acknowledging the spring fertility or resurrection of Christ, whatever, which is still paganism, pagan in origin. Now, go to uh, Zonovan real quick, what you had. Um, Officer Liam, Zonovan, about the Bible, King James Bible. Yes, sir. Bible. This is page 86. Zonovan Bible Dictionary, uh -huh. King James Version. When Elizabeth, excuse me, 47 of the best Hebrew and Greek scholars of the day. So out of those 50, what, was it 54? Yes, sir, 54. 47 remained diligent to doing it, doing the work. Go ahead. 47 of the best Hebrew and Greek scholars. 40, thank you. 47 of the best Hebrew, because Tyndale was also a scholar and very well versed in different languages. Go ahead. 
of the best Hebrew and Greek scholars of the day were divided into six groups. Were divided into six groups. Go ahead. Three for the Old Testament. Go ahead. Three groups of the Old. Two for the New. Uh-huh. And one for the Apocrypha. Go ahead. Two of the groups met at Oxford. Mm-hmm. Two at Cambridge. And two at Westminster. Uh-huh. Excuse me, Westminster. When a group had completed its task, its work was submitted to 12 men, two from each panel. Final differences of opinion were settled at a general meeting. So this of took each time company. on. This work took time with scholars, men. There was, it, it, was, it was filtered, made certain it's done right. It's all written exactly the same. It was clear. You understand what I'm saying so far? Go ahead. Final differences of opinion were settled at a general meeting of each company. Uh-huh. In cases of special difficulty... If there were any difficulties regarding these scholars alone, go ahead. Learn men... Men who are wiser than all 47, go ahead. Outside the board of revisors... Outside the council... Were consulted. Marginal notes were used only to explain Hebrew and Greek words to draw attention to parallel passages. Annotations. That's in the middle of your Bible. On the middle, go ahead. Italics were used for words not found in the original, but necessary to complete the sense. So, that's all I want. So, these men had a council. It was filtered. It took time and process. Why would they leave Easter in there by accident? It's no accident. They took Easter out. All them times Tinder had it in there, they put Passover there. Passover, Passover, Passover. All through there. But left Easter in Acts 12 and 4. Why? Let's see who got it. Why did, why did they leave Eastern Acts 12 and 4, but take it out everywhere else. Shalom. Uh-huh. Shalom. Because that Easter wasn't the same as the Passover. What was it? It was uh, the, the real Easter that the Christianity was celebrating. Thank you. The Romans worshipped Easter at start. The scholars said, listen, Tyndale's right about Passover here, 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 here. But that right there, he's observing Easter here. Leave that there. And they left Easter there. Remember, I showed y'all how they went through a faculty. It was time. They compared, make sure it's done right. But forgot Easter and Acts 12 and 4? It's no, it's no, 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 no. It's no error. That was meant to be there because Easter was being observed by Herod. He was a Roman. The Romans worshipped at start the fertility goddess. Y'all that, follow? That's why he asked you, how come it's only there? Right, it's no and else. it's no place else. Every place else, it says Passover, but when you get there, it says Easter. Okay? That was a custom that they were doing at that time. Right, that's why I showed you, that's why Tyndale put it everywhere. He put Easter here, Easter here. I showed y'all Tyndale's version. Easter here, Easter there, because that was, to them, in Roman Catholic Britain, interchangeable. But the, the King James Version scholar said, nah, that's going to cause confusion. Take that out, leave Passover. Use Tyndale's coin term Passover, but Easter, leave Easter in Acts 12 and 4, because they were, because Herod was observing Passover, because the Romans worshipped Passover, and Herod was an observer of the Roman customs, because he was a Roman affiliate himself. Y'all understand? So the Romans, or, or Herod, a Roman, Edomite, they observed as start, which is another term for Easter. You understand? As start, because as start could be translated into English. Easter is an English word. But Easter translated out of the Greek as start or Latin as start. You understand? So he used that word. Okay, I'll use Easter here because it could translate out of Greek. New Testament is written in Greek. I'll use a word that can be translated out of Greek into English. I'll use Easter. And that's what he did in the New Testament. Old Testament, he kept Passover. New Testament, he used Easter. Because that's, that's a Greek word that can be translated into an English word, which would be Easter, which goes to both Passover and pagan Easter. Acts 12 and 4 is actual pagan Easter. 
Everywhere else is Passover. So he was going to kill Peter. Remember, Passover falls around the same time. I mean, Easter falls around the same time Passover does. So he said, I'm going to kill him at that subway my holiday. Then I'll kill Peter. And the angel said, nah, you can get out of jail. Get out of jail, free card. Get out of there. Get out of there. And he got out and kept teaching. Y'all understand? Isaiah 28, 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. So the Most High had it prophesied that the Bible will be translated into a language that our people can understand. And William Tyndale was the forerunner of that prophecy being fulfilled in terms of it being translated into English. Y'all understand? Into English. It had to be. So we don't need a Hebrew translation to understand that Easter this doesn't belong. Easter does belong there. They were worshiping at start, Easter, the pagan fertility goddess. That's not going into Passover in that context. Everywhere else is Passover, but there it's not. It's Easter. Asterisk. First Samuel 7 and 3. Then I'm done. I left that part out. First Samuel 7 and 3. To see who Hera was worshiping. First Samuel 7 and 3 to see who Hera was actually or Romans worshipped. First Samuel 7 and 3. Is that it? Yes. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtoreth from among you, mm -hmm. and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Go ahead, verse 4. And then the children of Israel did put away Balaam, Nimrod, and Ashtoreth, his wife. And serve the Lord only. And serve the Lord. They put away Baal, sun worship, and they put away Ashtoreth, moon worship, and serve the Lord only. They put away Easter from them. Y'all understand? All right. So with that, we're going to break. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, Aita, you just dropped something heavy on them, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, you all got to understand, you all getting hit with, with some heavy stuff. I hope you all understand it, man. Because for, 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 for decades, this right here, nobody, nobody ain't brought that out as yet. Yeah, this is the first time this understanding coming out. I hope you all understand that. You know, you see Aitam went in his whole thing. He did his thing on this right here. You know? So I hope you brothers and sisters understand this is another level of understanding. And while, while Aitam bring it out, it just, as I say, it's, it's plain. You know, it's plain, man. You know, it's, a re it's plain, but as I said, man, and this truth is about growth and the most I going to take us to other levels. So what you all got today, man, that's some heavy stuff right there. I hope you all understand it. So in conclusion, Christianity did not stem from the white man. It came from Babylon first, then from the Egyptians or vice versa, whatever. Then Esau took that, exploited it, and used it to deceive the whole world, targeting primarily our people. You understand? Yes, that's how I end it. All right, that's a wrap for this episode in this series. Christianity is the face of paganism and Hellenism. Lord willing, we will be here next week with another episode and continue to detox our people from the lies they've been told about who you are and where you come from and where you're going. Until then, spread the word about this show. And always remember, keep the commandments of the Most High. Shalom. Most High in Christ blessed. And thank you for listening to the Israel United in Christ podcast. If you like what you heard, we do hope you pass along our web address. That's IUICpodcast.com. That's IUICpodcast.com. To your family, friends. 
and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive of previous podcasts. Be sure to check the live class schedule to join us for our next live web streaming Sabbath class. Join us next time for another edition of the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jews, the 12 tribes of Israel. And spread the word about the show. Until next time, Mosai and Christ bless you and yours.